0: Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio. We are very glad that you have joined us today. As you know, our concept is that the true health and wellness of a woman is not only eating right and exercising routinely. It's also about the things that make you happy, that make you laugh, that give you joy. It's who surrounds you. How do you best cope when things take a turn? And We really find that exploring some of these topics really allows us to think freely and provokes thoughts you may have forgotten. We also believe that women often put things off, always taking care of others. And we're here to encourage you to take care of yourself for this time with us. And today we're going to be talking across the world with Amanda Freeman in Melbourne, Australia. Hello to you, Amanda.
1: Hello. Thanks, Linda.
0: Well, we're so glad to have you with us. And we're going to be talking about releasing trauma today in our bodies and our minds and our souls, basically. Because after you've passed 40, you are almost always having some life experiences that were less than what you expected. And learning how to cope and the alternatives and options that are open to us, you may not have had time before now and so we are very glad that you're here to talk with us about this today and perhaps a good place to start is how you became interested in this topic because i know it's a personal story
1: yeah i um i actually came across um trauma when i was 11 i had an accident in the schoolyard um where i injured my back and for many years it was um a, a real yeah a real issue for me in terms of not just physically in that I felt um, a lot of pain but also emotionally and socially and psychologically and of course when being 11 you know I didn't really have the tools to um, deal with that trauma like I, I didn't even acknowledge it. I didn't even know what trauma was I just knew that this injury had happened I was told there was nothing physically really wrong that they could find with with my injury there was no no fractures no disc boulders it was um I injured my back but I had constant pain with it um and so basically from the age of 11 till probably about 20 I kind of just tried to cope tried to get on with it tried to just Be like everybody else, tried to not, um, worry that there were things that I couldn't do and things like that. Um, but that's not sort of how it played out. It was sort of that nine year, nine year period later that I realised that I hadn't actually dealt with the trauma of the accident and I hadn't dealt Mm. with the trauma of the you know, all those ramifications around that, like the, the isolation that I felt or being misunderstood or being excluded or left out or not not being like my peers. So although for, to everyone else I was quite happy, I was very, um, you know, very good at school, I was a straight-A student, had, you know, a love, lovely, beautiful, supportive family, but I just sort of felt very disconnected from myself. And so, yeah, that, that was sort of my first experience with with trauma and that was quite physical but i have in since i began doing the work that i do i see it in all sorts of ways um, whether it be um you know abuse uh, mental physical um uh it can be other people having accidents and things things like that there's so many ways it shows up and like me people often find that they can't um yeah they don't even realize that they've they're suffering from trauma that's unhealed
0: You know, I have a question for you. You said it took nine years for you to realize that there was unrecognized or undealt with trauma. Was there a specific moment that you came upon this revelation? Or was this something that sort of grew over time as you gained some social and emotional skills uh, and maturity that allowed you to have this self-awareness?
1: I think it was probably both. Mm -hmm. So I've always been very um, interested in um, spiritual and um, energetic healing work and things like that. So I always had an open mind to that sort of thing. Uh, I've been down a lot of paths of traditional medicine and healing and um, basically just kept getting told, uh, oh, no, you'll never be pain free or you'll never um, do the things that other people do. You'll never this, you'll never that. So I kind of, a part of me sort of started going, well, hang on a minute. I'm only 20, <laughs> you know, I've got a whole life ahead of me, you know, surely there's got to be some way to not feel so miserable within myself. And actually, even I didn't realize how miserable I was until I got very, very, very depressed. Mm-hmm. And well,
0: chronic I, pain is horrible to deal with. Yeah,
1: yeah, it really is. And especially when you're young and all your friends are, you know, horse riding and bungee jumping and, and you can't sort of do a lot of those things so my coping mechanism for that was to actually go very academic Mm -hmm. so I very much disconnected from my body and I anything that involved exercise or movement I stayed far away from because in my mind that equaled pain Mm -hmm. so I'd kind of built up this little I don't know this little way of coping And, and it's the thing with trauma where as as people as human beings we are built to survive and we are built to keep Keep moving on, and so we kind of have these little workarounds that we create in our life. For me, it was, as I said, avoiding that physical stuff. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I I started to I had that realization, which was actually when I had my first Reiki session. That was when I realized that that um, something was really broken because I finally felt like I was I'd seen myself again, and then I was like, oh my gosh. I'm really, dis- I'm really disconnected, like there's stuff here that needs healing. Um, so it was a long journey to find, to, <clears throat> sorry, to figure that out. Um, so that's, there's no short answer to that question. So, yeah, that moment, the moment that I went and had this session, I, I was like, oh, my gosh, wow, I can, this is where I, I am, this is me, and this is what I want to get back to feeling and how I want to heal. But, yeah, long journey.
0: Well, it, it, but it makes sense. I mean, you didn't get there overnight. It took nine years to, to come to this point. And tell our listeners hmm. about, how do you pronounce it? Reiki? Reiki. Reiki, because I've yep. heard Reiki. I've heard it, it mentioned any number of ways, and I want to say it properly. Um, yeah. Tell us how that is a, a touch mental, uh, modality and and talk about it a little bit, because it's an energy shifting modality, too.
1: It is. Um, it's actually uh, originated in, in Japan in the sort of late ni- um, 1800s, early 1900s mm-hmm. by a, a man by the name of Makeo Asui. And at that time, um, the, the Reiki that I've learned is actually only one of many different types that was being practiced as a spiritual and a healing practice um, in Japan at that time. But it actually made its way over to the West um, through America um, just up in the 1940s. And yeah, it sort of eventually dribbled down to Australia. But basically, the the essence of it is that um, we, there's energy all around us, and with Reiki, it's purely connecting into that energy and using it to heal yourself. So. When I went and saw this lady for my Reiki, she put her hands – I hopped up on a massage table. Um, She did a little meditation before um, placing her hands on. Then she just gently put her hands on different parts of my body, really gently, and I just felt this incredible warmth coming from her hands. And it was like my whole body went, ah, (laughs) you know, and just kind of relaxed. And I'd had a lot of different things done before, but this was – this was quite powerful, and yeah, I, it was like a little. I, it sounds so. Um, it sounds so corny, but as I was lying there, it felt like a little light went on to my went on in my heart space, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" That's I'm a big fan I mean, of corny. Like. I, so, I am.
0: I'm a big fan of corny because I believe it's such an <laughs> aha moment, and I think that there's something you're bringing up here that is so very, very important. There is no one size fits all. For anyone to find relief. Right. And when you find what works for you, and listeners who perhaps have had a similar experience as yours or a different one, but want that connection and who have been trying all sorts of Western medicine, mm. also try some of these other alternative therapies because they, you just don't know what will work and some trial and error and open mindedness, as you said earlier really can reconnect you. So what did that feel like once you were reconnected and saw what the potential could be?
1: Uh, It felt amazing. And um, probably the most important thing about this was that she was the first person to say to me, oh, you enjoyed this? You can learn how to do this yourself. You can Mm -hmm. actually learn how to give yourself healing. And never had anyone said that to me in my journey since my accident. Everyone told me what I couldn't do, how I would not heal here, there, and everywhere. And this woman actually said, I can teach you. I can teach you how to feel good and how to heal yourself again. And that, to me, was mind-blowing and very, very powerful. So it wasn't just the session. It was the empowerment that she invited me to step into for my own self.
0: Now, that's a so, true healer. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, you know, I think what yeah. you were talking about was before was dependency <laughs> on the doctors, dependency on the limitations, um, being told to accept this the way uh, your life was. But in this case, she not only helped you, but opened up some more doors for you. Had you explored or have you explored yeah. since then other um, types of therapy that are along the en-
1: energy uh, realm? You stay yes, with Reiki. Definitely I'm a big I'm a big student now. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm I do both. I do Reiki. I've also explored emotional freedom technique, which is the tapping. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of different energy energy techniques over the years now, because it was a long time ago that I first came across Reiki. But Reiki I always come back to because it's got that dual um basis of healing but also that self empowerment.
0: I love that so, we're going to go on a short Yeah break. always come back to Reiki. Yes, I, well, that's always a good thing to know. Um, I, this, again, it, lots of people listening have similar experiences and that's important to know. You are listening to Wise Health for Women Radio. And if you're enjoying this show, you can also go to wisehealthforwomenradio.com and find more of our shows with other amazing guests and expertise in a lot of different topics, some of which you know, some of which you will learn from, but all of which will give you a view into a new window or a new perspective and we are so very glad you've joined us we're going to go on a short break and afterward we will talk with amanda freeman about other ways that we can release trauma from our minds and our bodies and move forward in our lives at the prime of our lives so we'll go on a very short break and we'll be back right after these short messages We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond.
2: Holiday dinners should be uplifting and happy, but throw into the mix an enormous turkey, butter laden side dishes, and a multitude of desserts. And for those of us who are trying to make good, healthy choices, we have a recipe for nutritional disaster on our hands. To indulge in the meal for an evening is truly fine, but watch out for those leftovers. The biggest issue is not the actual holiday meal, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas. The problem is the next few days afterwards, where we consume all the delicious leftovers. Don't set yourself up to do the same thing. Enjoy the holiday meal, but have good food on hand and plan your meals for the next few days. While everyone else is eating all those high-calorie leftovers and feeling overstuffed, you can be eating your normal, healthy meals and feeling great. For
3: the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. It's Okay, ladies, listen up. Did you know recent studies are suggesting that women with skinny waists but sizable hips are smarter than other women? Scientists at the University of Pittsburgh and the University of California gave cognitive tests to a group of 16,000 women and girls of different body types and found the women with the greatest hip-to-waist proportions scored higher. Hmm, I guess that would make me a walking encyclopedia Britannica. Now, hold on, that doesn't mean it's okay for us to be a powder pigeon. That's another name for a woman whose sizable hips can take up a whole supermarket aisle. Research suggests that the fat around fuller hips and thighs holds higher levels of omega-3 fatty acids, which helps the brain. I'm not sure if I would rather be able to do the Sunday crossword puzzle or get into those jeans I bought 10 years ago. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: Welcome back to Wise Health for Women Radio. I'm Linda Crater and we're visiting today with Amanda Freeman from Melbourne, Australia. Before the break, we were talking about Reiki, uh, an energy shifting uh, treatment to help you with your childhood accident and releasing that trauma and pain. There are other energy healing techniques that you have become involved in and I know off the break that you had just done a workshop with some of these and I'd love to hear more about that
1: yeah i um I love Reiki. I teach Reiki and I work in consults with Reiki and it's incredibly powerful but for some people, it can seem a little bit out there or a little bit um unfamiliar so I often teach people different techniques um, that are a little bit easier to understand and a little bit more familiar and and actually yeah as I was saying to you on the break I ran a workshop on Saturday with um a group of women where we we talked about um, all different sorts of how we can use our energy awareness and different techniques and tools to really reconnect and feel empowered. And um, we did vision boarding, which is you know, mm-hmm. um, create getting lots of pictures of what you want to feel or experience or or see throughout the year. And people kind of think, oh, it's just for goals or um, things like that. But actually, it's a really powerful way to keep your um your desires and your dreams front of mind Mm -hmm. um and before we do that we'll often do a little meditation on letting go and a lot of people that come to my classes aren't even necessarily meditators but it's more sort of like guided visualization so Mm -hmm. you know I take them through a guided visualization where they're invited to let go of all their trauma let go of all anything that's holding them back let go of the things that aren't perceived as um, okay to talk about or you know they don't even have to tell me what they're letting go of they just mm-hmm. let it let it go mm-hmm. um through the visualization and um so basically you know it, healing trauma doesn't have to be a particular modality it can be at just a range of experiences and, and permission i think to let mm. to let go um so, yeah, so at this workshop we did that we did um some tapping with the eft which um you were mentioning you're familiar with mm-hmm. uh and i'm really um grateful to have learned this in the last couple of years and and the way the the type that i learned is called um energy eft because i i really found it challenging um with the classic eft sometimes to have to say the words you know even though i'm feeling particular I deeply and completely love and accept myself although that's really um that's really powerful there are some moments where i find i couldn't connect with that um and I don't know if you Can I take construct?
0: you one step backward because I yeah. being familiar with it does not mean our audience will be. So can you explain sure. a little bit about how tapping takes you into a different routine that becomes your default when you feel anxious or you need an energy boost or you yep. you anyway take take it from there.
1: Sure. Um, well yeah, I'm really lucky to have come into EFT off the back of, you know, some other energy healing techniques. So I I decided to do the training in EFT because for some people, Reiki felt too, um, again, far off or too unfamiliar. Whereas EFT is something very practical and because it comes from a psychological background um, and has actually quite a bit of research Mm -hmm. that that proves its effectiveness, a lot of people find that um, a great starting point with energy work. But Mm -hmm. the thing is, it's it's all energy work. So with the tapping, you're tapping on meridian endpoints of the body, which gets the energy moving through your system. Um, and it has the same effect in many ways as Reiki in that it's clearing your energy. It's bringing you back to um, a, a centered space. So with EFT and tapping, as you're tapping on these points, you're often invited to take some nice deep breaths. You're often invited again to focus on what you want to let go of. Um, you're often invited to um, tap on things you want to bring in to your experience so you know in so many ways it, it's it's an easy way to not only clear that trauma without having to maybe talk about the details but it, it helps you in that moment because the may a lot of the feedback I get particularly people with overwhelm or anxiety and things like that in that moment it's it's too hard to do anything it's too hard you know people say oh go go for a walk but if you're in that moment of Mm -hmm. overwhelm or stress and anxiety people can't do that you know so being able to simply push on a, a points on your body is takes a lot less energy and and can still have powerful results so um yeah as i was alluding to before that the technique that i've learned just purely focuses on what you are feeling in that moment and actually tapping on that feeling. So if you're feeling anxious, then you tap on that feeling of anxiety until you feel it alleviate. And then once that alleviates a little bit, you think about what you want to feel and then you can tap that in. So if you want to feel empowered again, you can tap on that feeling of empowered. Um, and I just find it's great to have both the classic and the energy EFT techniques to use when one feels right. Because like you said before, you know, um, Every every different situation or every person relates to different techniques in different ways. Right, um, there isn't a one size fits all, and I believe that as well with our energy health too. I do too, and and I think yeah. what you're also bringing
0: out is a is a broader overview in that all of these things allow you to have the permission. To be self-aware, I think women mm-hmm. are so busy and have so much on their plates, and we wear so many hats that mm-hmm. when someone says, "Well, when was the last time you thought about yourself?" you usually shrug it off and say, mm-hmm. "I don't know. I'm in the shower. I, I, I don't know when I was driving, but I was also driving, making a grocery list in my mind." But if mm-hmm. you take time, even in very brief moments, to be self-aware, to recognize uh, how you're feeling. And start to see patterns in your life. What you're talking about, aren't they also good for interrupting negative cycles?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And for me, um, pain, it can be really good for, for that reason. Mm. Um, you know, cause you get stuck in that loop, like you say, and that, that automatic and doing things like the tapping can just get you out of that and that was one of the things we covered as well is creating little rituals for yourself once you've got that awareness and you can feel yourself going into a particular space whether it be you know getting caught up in pain or getting caught up in overwhelm you know you've got some options to do it might be um you know saying okay i'm just going to do tapping for five minutes and Mm -hmm. and uh, and if it doesn't work that's fine but i'm going to give it a go you know so it's having easy pressure-free ways to shift your energy and for other people it will be movement we talk about music and and movement to putting on a song that that makes you feel good that that can get you out of the beginnings of a downward feeling or an overwhelm it's there's so many different ways that we aren't mm-hmm. sort of taught that can be really quite powerful and but we they all
0: use them. our senses that's what's so interesting yeah. it's the energy it's using senses mm-hmm. and um once you realize that you have the power in your own hands, literally with EFT and Mm. with other things, um, I think that's very empowering for women because we don't Mm -hmm. have the time to go schedule a full body massage or Mm. to, to go to um, a special place for things. Sometimes you really do need the help for five minutes um, just where you are and being present. So, the self-awareness and being able to be empowered to do something for yourself, it seems to have truly helped you. Are you able to convey this to other women so that they start to believe in themselves as well?
1: I think um, what you say is, is just so true. And that's why I went on to learn Reiki myself and why I teach it because, you know, people can go home and they can put hands on their own body and get that same sense of calm. Um, So, uh, I think we all. I think we just comes back to that thing of we all deserve to be empowered. And I think, um, particularly, just even as on Saturday with these women, one of the main thing was that guilt um, in taking time for themselves. Um, that that feeling of always everyone always being put before them and them sort of being the last on the list. You know, we talked mm-hmm. about being last on the list, and by then right. you've got no, no energy left. So you know. <laughs> So to actually come for a whole day to just Mm -hmm. be nurtured and to talk about your feelings and to be supported by other women is quite, quite powerful. So, yeah, I think it's really just a matter of choosing to reach out to other women as well. You know, that's very healing.
0: What I find so interesting is that women are taught uh, subtly or not so subtly that thinking about themselves is selfish. Yes. If we are completely depleted and used <laughs> up, how are we supposed to give to others? How do exactly. you talk about that in your workshops? I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, we talked about this a lot on Saturday, actually. And we talked um, about this idea of the more we look after ourselves and make that time and feel fulfilled, the more we have to give to people around us. You know, you can't give from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. So. That was just having that conversation is quite confronting for many women because, like you say, they've been told, um, you know, you have to give and give and family first and and all this. Um, and we do, we think it's selfish to look after ourselves. But once people, I get, we'll often get messages after my classes and say, oh, my gosh, you were right. Like, I'm feeling good. I've got energy. I'm less grumpy. You know, I'm getting more done. <laughs> my kids, I'm not yelling at my kids, you know, or my right. grandkids." kids whatever you know um a lot more patience and it's it really is a quite a foreign concept um because it is societal a societal expectation that we give and give and give so i love that moment where people start to explore that as a possibility and even if it only begins with five minutes a day that mm-hmm. can make a huge difference in whatever whatever makes you feel good you know
0: but that's so, the beauty of this is what, all the things that you're talking about Do sometimes start with five minutes, and you can give yourself five minutes. You are worth five minutes, and if you don't think you're worth five minutes, maybe a vision board or affirmation on your bathroom mirror would be a good idea. I think oftentimes, again, back to the selfish, um, I, I, I don't have the time. You do have the time, but you have to make yourself a priority. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, you know, that's where the healing comes in because sometimes we need to heal whatever's under that belief that we don't deserve that, and that's where people get stuck. They try and change things, but there's that underlying thing that needs healing first before you can believe that and actually be open to making those five-minute, you know, Right,
0: right. I, th- I think sometimes you're, they're not aware of where they are and and how tied up they are with everybody else. And women have a tendency to put off everything. And yeah. and if not today, then when. So it's an important concept. We have another break coming up. The time is moving very and we will talk more about energy healing techniques can help you not only with your family and your relationships and your communication but we'll also talk about it can help you in business and in relationships and all the important aspects of your life we have a very short break and you're listening to Wise Health for Women and you can find us on wisehealthforwomenradio.com and we're talking with Amanda Freeman from Australia and we'll be back after these messages We're Wise Health for Women Radio and we'll return after these short messages.
1: It's
3: We've known for a long time that diamonds are precious or worth a lot of due to That means money. Did you ever wonder how a polished pebble becomes one of the most expensive things on earth? Two centuries ago, diamonds were worn only by royalty, but in 1870, miners discovered huge deposits of diamonds in South Africa, and soon after, the diamond market was flooded. That's when a man named Cecil Rhodes started buying up shares of the diamond mines. 18 years later, Rhodes controlled the entire South African supply of diamonds. He started his own newspaper and magazine articles with clever ad campaigns about cut, clarity, color, and carrot. He also convinced women that they weren't truly engaged to be married without a diamond ring. It's words you I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
2: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. When it comes to exercise, don't overdo it. Some people push so hard for so long that they just burn out. And it's estimated that 10% of all exercisers experience burnout at one time or another. I monitor my clients, watch their workouts, and tell them to listen to their bodies. If you begin to feel more worn out than energized, despite your best exercise effort, it's time to scale back your fitness routine a little. Remember that your body needs time to adjust and adapt and that the progress of exercise is made during the recovery period. If you don't give your body proper rest, you may find that you're taking one step forward and two steps back. Keep your exercise moderate and enjoyable, and most importantly, keep it consistent. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our Facebook fan page at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond.
0: Welcome back to Wise Health for Women Radio. We're back again with Amanda Freeman and we're going to talk now about reconnecting uh, with your intuition, something that is so wondrous in women. I'm always amazed by when we listen to our intuition, when we listen to our inner strengths and, and know what those are. And if you feel disconnected from yours, that's where we're going now. So Amanda, take it away.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's it's really common uh, as we get older, we seem to forget how to listen to our intuition, particularly if we have tough times going on. And it comes back to that that thing we were talking about before of when we're um, when we're depleted and overwhelmed and exhausted, you know, our our mind and body are really just functioning to keep us moving forward. We don't have the often have the time and space to trust our intuition, and we we all have it. You know, we all have intuition um and some people have it really strong and really trust their gut feelings and other people can feel quite disconnected from it and that that was my experience as well in my you know when I was in my 20s that it wasn't until I started working on my awareness of my energy and, and awareness of what I needed to heal within myself that I started to really begin to trust myself again um and to understand understand my intuition and to not worry about what other people think so much and I mean I I think that's an ongoing journey for all of us particularly. That's
0: huge right that's very important but I think you're right that sometimes maybe you you thought your intuition was telling you one thing and you went in a direction that was not what you thought and you begin Mm. to distrust and Mm. that can be self-defeating and self-fulfilling and so how would you help someone who feels as though they have become disconnected or have gotten into a stuck spot uh, or in a, a negative spiral of patterns and defaults? What would you talk to them about?
1: I think the the thing that I found when I was in that space um, when I was younger was that I was really overanalyzing it. I was really using my head to try and figure out something that that was actually. I wasn't able to articulate, and I think any kind of overwhelm, anxiety, or trauma—you know it, it's underneath that. Like there's a there's mm-hmm. something quite literally. It's almost like there's something stuck in on a level we can't see. And if you think about trauma, you know, something happens that we can't see. So we kind of have to deal with it in that way as well. We we can only overanalyze and um and think about things. For so long. So when people are in this stage, this is when something like Reiki kinesiology is another one. I'm not a kinesiologist, but that's another energy healing technique which is Mm -hmm. um works on that similar level of connecting with the energy more so than our thoughts or our words. Um and I think it's really powerful to explore uh, even meditation. Mm-hmm. Um for me I was never good at any meditation which is why I was grateful for reiki because I just <laughs> I, no matter how long I tried to stare at that candle flame or focus on you know <laughs> whatever it was my breathing I, I just couldn't do it because I was so disconnected again like I was trying to do all these things that were supposed to help me but I needed to heal what was underneath first so that's when reiki um is really powerful, or EFT, you know, if you mm-hmm. prefer something that's a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more scientific, I suppose. But both have the same effect. They they help to clear what we can't see. They they help us on that soul level, on that spiritual level that's kind of inexplain inexplainable, inexplicable, that's unexplainable. What, inexplicable,
0: unexplainable, and inexplicable. The but that is what a spiritual path leads you to you know a mm-hmm. leap of faith is not just a, a, a word phrase I mean truly there's things in the world we don't understand and and mm-hmm. that can be true of ourselves if we've gone through experiences and you talk about the trauma underneath gets us stuck and you know I think that people can get stuck for years and I, I think it ages us when we do that
1: I know I, think, I know
0: oh go ahead sorry. please
1: no, no, I was just going to say I think part of it is that we often feel that we need to know what it is we need to heal before we can heal. Mm. And one thing I find that can be really powerful is just having an intention to be open to healing, having an intention to be open to surrendering whatever it is that's got you stuck. And I actually attended a, a seminar for masters, a master's training a couple of weeks ago and within myself I felt like there'd been something stuck exactly what we're talking about, something stuck that was holding me back and I couldn't articulate what it was. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing this three-day workshop. I'm just going to set the intention before I leave <laughs> that somewhere over these three days, whatever it is that's stuck will come to my awareness and we'll get some healing and I'll be able to shift it. <clears throat> and, yeah. you know, I could have just tried to get stubborn and gone, well, I'm going to figure out what it is, but I just kind of surrendered. I set this intention and said, that's I'm just huge. to, yeah, I'm just going to trust that. I'm. I don't care what it is, but I'm ready for it to heal, and I'm ready for it to be cleared, and I'm open to what what comes. And it was quite interesting because the day two of this workshop, I I was walking up the steps, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I, it tied back to my childhood um, of feeling excluded, and I was bullied at um, in primary school for a year, and I thought, "I you mean, know, I've done loads of work on that," and. And it was, oh, my gosh, there's still a part of me that's healing from that and has some walls up that need to go down. And I was like, oh, okay, this is fair enough. That's what I've got to deal, deal with. But, again, I didn't know, okay, great, well, I know that now. How do I clear it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I could have gone down that path. So instead I went, okay, if that's what it is that needs healing, I'm just open to it happening in whatever way. And we were taken through this beautiful guided meditation and I actually felt as though... I received healing for that particular um, issue and it was quite beautiful and very powerful. And I hadn't mentioned this to any of the other participants because I didn't know them very well. It was quite a big group. And after this meditation where I felt as though I'd let go, let go of these walls, you know, and healed, let that inner child sort of get some healing and I could just be me, the next exercise that this um, the teacher took us through, he said, now, when you open your eyes from this meditation, I want you to look around the room at every single person. And I don't want you to see them. I want you to see them for who they truly are. I want you to see them for their, them as the light that they are just for being themselves. And it was so profound because I just had this little experience in the guided meditation of letting go of those barriers that I'd put up as a child to protect from the hurt. And here I was then in a position where everyone was looking at me for Mm -hmm. me you know it was Mm -hmm. it was really really quite powerful and you know that so that's one way you can you can heal these things that feel stuck you can just have the intention and just be open to surrendering and the universe is pretty good at listening and you know people will often say when they do that that oh, it was so, so bizarre and then this happened or and then I picked up this book from the bookshelf and it was exactly what I needed to read or I bumped into a friend I hadn't seen for ages and she really helped me talk through and I didn't even realise that's what I needed to talk through. You know, it's Mm -hmm. that surrender that can often be as powerful as trying to nut out, overthink, figure out what it is that's got us stuck. So, yeah. I
0: agree with you. And I, I think women tend to overthink think, um, the simplest of things. I mean, we've been known to take a very simple issue and make it so complex <laughs> that we don't even remember what the issue was when we began to think on it. I so sure
1: would agree with you on that one. <laughs> I
0: think it's typical of many, many women, even that, you know, maybe it's only infrequently. But I, I do think that we we are being told that we should figure things out and we can do it all and that's a very difficult perfection scale to try and mm. live up to and I, I love the part about surrender because I think that's very difficult for people to do mm. because most of society guides you into base control your path to business control you know your mm. family uh, and the rules and the 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 restraints that are put on us limitations if you will and some of these things are to keep us alive and and well and survival and all of that but what we're talking about here is different you're talking about being open to potential Mm -hmm. and are we holding back our potential sometimes by what we do and what I'm hearing you say is yes we are
1: I think it's it's kind of like um it's like a little journey I think acknowledging that something's stuck is always the first step, maybe receiving some healing for that in whatever way feels right for you. It might be EFT, Reiki. It might be some other therapy. It might be then surrendering to being open to receiving some healing, um, being open to the answers coming to you through your intuition, through your guidance. And then it's about setting an intention as well. So setting an intention for I am ready to to be empowered I'm ready to feel good about myself I'm ready to make time for myself and then from that you can you can take inspired action that's one of my favorite words is inspired Mm. action so it's not it's not about surrendering and sitting there going well come on throw me this you know magic (laughs) bullet it's not surrendering is only part of it then you can start taking inspired action because you can you can follow those universal breadcrumbs. You can listen to what's coming your way. Um, and the inspired action is fun bit because you get to notice, oh, wow, that book, oh, gosh, I think I need to read that. And you can read that book, you know, or you you bump into a friend. You can make that choice to, to catch up and connect or not. You know, you you've got, you are still going to be required to take action to move through whatever it is you're moving through. But, you know, by opening it up, you know, using surrender and using the power of intention and using your awareness and being willing to heal, you can kind of, you know, you've got that empowerment back, you know.
0: Well, and that's a freedom that you're giving yeah. yourself to be able to think along those lines. Is that hard for some people?
1: Oh, yes. I mean, I'm very energy aware and I'm very connected to my intuition and I still find that hard, you know. I do too. That's know, why like, I ask. It's right. a journey, yeah. Absolutely. I think think
0: life is a a lifelong learning experience too. And as we get older and wiser, I tend to think that sometimes old patterns get us stuck, but new doors open. And, And that is sort of what you're talking about, isn't it?
1: That and the fact that we get quicker at recognizing those old patterns and we get more adept at figuring out what we need to do to clear it so oh i need to go for a walk oh no i need to do some eft oh no i need to just listen to some music like we get better at knowing what we need and honoring that
0: so important so important to to honor when you get those signals because if you ignore those signals you're going to go back to your default pattern and Mm -hmm. then that doesn't make you feel very good when you've recognized it but you didn't act upon it that that isn't a A positive step in the right direction although we have to forgive ourselves if we do do that because the time just may not have been right but at least that self-awareness is increasing as we go you're listening to wise health for women radio we have our last break and then we will come back and we will talk about using these energy healing techniques for entrepreneurs in business and in relationships we're coming back after these short messages We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages.
1: It's words you've never heard.
3: Well, the U.S. sure has experienced torrential thunderstorms, lightning, and flooding recently. Thunderstorms, otherwise known as cockeyed bobs, can be pretty scary. What's the fear of thunder and lightning called? Astrophobia. Years ago, Roy Sullivan, a Virginia Park ranger, was struck by lightning seven different times and lived to tell about it. Lightning struck his head through his hat, set his hair on fire, and burned his eyebrows off. The current from the lightning traveled through both legs and blew his shoes off. The final lightning bolt hit him while fishing, and he was hospitalized for chest and stomach burns. Believe it or not, Roy Sullivan managed to recover from seven lightning strikes, but later died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound as a result of loneliness, otherwise known as azagphrenia. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your Words You Never Heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word.
1: Did
3: you, you know there are over 50,000 shopping malls in the United States alone? Ever wonder why shopping malls don't carpet their hallways? Mall owners have figured out that women will snuff up more merchandise if they hear their heels clicking on a hard-polished surface. Not sure if there's any real science to back that up. What's a word for a person who is a compulsive shopper? An oniomaniac. Malls don't offer too many places to sit down because when you're sitting, you're not spending money or hoopity-coop. The average mall goer shops for about 80 minutes and spends roughly $75 each visit. My husband turns into a grumbler or a quaddler when I drag him to the mall. He warned me if I don't quit shopping so much, he would leave me. Lord, I'm gonna miss that man. I'm Carolyn Dalen Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: Welcome back to Wise Health for Women Radio. Amanda, uh, we were talking before the break about surrendering and inspired action and and becoming more adept as we age and and awareness and, and recognizing signals that we need to move in a direction or another. How can these energy healing techniques also help either entrepreneurs or people in business and even relationships with less fear, less overwhelm, and hopefully avoiding burnout?
1: Um, Well, it's really interesting, actually, because a couple of years ago, I I wouldn't have thought, I'd never sort of thought about it in terms of entrepreneurs and things like that, and it wasn't until I joined um, an online incubator. I was very much built built my practice person to person and, and sort of started to get into the online world a little bit, and I was blown away by the amount of fear and overwhelm and doubt that seemed to be popping up in some of these business groups mm. and i realized that the exact same thing that was affecting people in my in clinic practice was affecting people uh was affecting entrepreneurs and and in some ways to a higher degree because any unhealed trauma or or um Uh, personal pain in a business sense affects everything, especially because many women entrepreneurs are solopreneurs. Mm -hmm. So you are your business, you know. And so um, I just noticed a lot of women feeling not good enough, a lot of self-doubt. And so I started working with a few of them, most actually overseas um, through, um, through Skype and through Distant Healing And really helping them to do exactly the things we've been talking about. So clear and heal the stuff that they they knew was there but couldn't articulate. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it was things related to when they were in their teens. Sometimes it was um, trauma. um, But it was playing out in their business because whatever effect that particular issue had had, whether it be fear of being visible or fear of being abundant, was playing out through their business. So... It really gave opened my eyes, I think, as a healing practitioner, to the fact that, you know, this is something that women in business really need to be aware of too. Um, and I've been really lucky to work with some amazing people in, I think, uh, nine countries. I count. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, which is pretty cool. And um, again, it's the same theme. It's I help them with a bit of healing and then um, I help them to understand their energy more and give them some techniques that they can use when we're not working together. And I even had one lady who loved her Reiki, distance Reiki so much. She's in Qatar. She actually found a Reiki pr- practitioner in the Middle East and wow. learnt Reiki herself <laughs> so she can use it. And, and now her business is aligned with, exactly what she wanted because she's you know she's got that ability to give herself healing when she feels that self-doubt she's healed some of the stuff you know that came up when she was younger that was playing into her business and and I just see that over and over again and I think when you're in the online world when you're in the entrepreneurial space there's a lot of um pressure Mm -hmm. a lot of pressure to achieve succeed six figures um you know, lots of reach, all that sort of thing. And it's it's tiring, especially if you're, again, depleted. So, yes, yeah, so I'm really passionate about this area because being, a you know, a solopreneur myself, mm-hmm. um, I, I've been applying this stuff to me, but to be able to share it with other women has been amazing. Um, and to see the change just from simple things like giving them permission to have a down day, giving them permission to say, you know, it's okay, you don't have to be on of the time it's okay for you to ask for help it's okay for you to um you know to be you
0: (laughs) I love it that you bring up (laughs) difficult to ask for help because I, I think again that's something difficult for women to do we don't give ourselves permission to focus on ourselves we often don't Ask for help. We're terrible at asking for help, even when we know we need it. And and yeah. while you can get a better at it because you're aware of it, it's still not easy for some of us. And I speak for myself here. I, I mm. find it very challenging to ask for help, and it's it's that's been lifelong. But I think others, other things that you mentioned, like permission to have a down day, mm. uh, permission that not every day is perfect. Um, yeah. This this perfection and excellence piece is often in conflict with normal daily life and especially with either either your family that you're um, supporting or Mm -hmm. in your business or both, uh, education, wherever you are in your phase of life, there are bumps and that's normal but what you're talking about uh, is uh, ways that you can accept those bumps and move past them and learn from them.
1: Exactly. And and definitely I think it's even more so because as women we are often juggling many hats. So mm-hmm. we're often mothers, grandmothers, aunts, aunts, um, you know, work, whether you work for yourself or you work for someone else, you know, mm-hmm. it's still, you're still having to get up and go to work. Um, and you're juggling the house, you know, the housework alone, you know, is, is a big task. The shopping, the bills, we, we really are, you know, women are CEOs of, of families. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's but I
0: laugh because pressure. when you, I, I'm I'm just in my mind trying to apply inspired action on those days when <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the laundry's piled up to your, you know, hips. Um, there's no food in the refrigerator. Uh, yeah. The the pets are, you know, roaming to other neighbors' houses. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, we've all been there, you know, where there's not two pairs of socks that. That's- it it is is. They're all small things in the scheme of things, but sometimes they don't feel so small.
1: No, and look, it plays out the same way in both of those situations. I mean, I'm I'm really um, grateful to be out of working with um, women entrepreneurs, but the issues are no different to the people that I see at my clinic. You know, with the hands on mm-hmm. Reiki, it it really it's the same stuff. It's self doubt. It's learning to trust your intuition. It's Get, making space for your own healing it's all of those things it's just in a different situation that's all and and in a way that's reassuring because it shows that we're all the same you know we all have the same issues i think the hard thing is with social media oh, is that i was that, just
0: going to ask you that is it harder yes, now where yeah. everybody and their brother only posts the positive things yes things?
1: I think so. And I think um, it it is hard because as as women, when we see people taking their happy snaps with their children or their grandchildren and you're thinking, oh, gosh, I had, you know, spent the day with two crying kids yesterday, you know, (laughs) wrangling at the supermarket or, you know, whether it's from an entrepreneur space and someone points out about how they've got this beautiful, you know, they work on their laptop on the beach and you're thinking, gosh, I'm I'm." stuck here and you know, that's not my reality at all. It kind of gives us this false sense of of expectation and it, it's not it's not fair because what I find is that when women clear and heal anything that's old, that that's stuck, that's you know, needs to be moved and they come back to their centre, they actually realise, Oh my gosh, I bring so much value to the world. And it's that space. You know, it's that space. Put. That, Yeah. And, and it is, it's like when they go, Oh my gosh, I didn't, I never realized how valuable I am to my family, to my employer, to my employees. You know, I kind of just thought I was always failing. And I think that, that's, that makes me sad that that's kind of the default position is that we think, think badly of ourselves or we think we're not enough more than we see that value. So basically I'm, I'm all for any, any way that each woman needs. To get to that space and it will be different for everyone. It won't be Reiki for everyone. It won't be meditation for everyone. It will, for some women, it will be exercise. For some women, it will be scrapbooking. For some women, it will be, you know, crocheting or, or craft groups or there's so many different t- ways to do it. But I think having that desire to keep striving for that thing that's going to help you get to that space is, is the important thing to not give up on because it's there. It's all within us. Mm-hmm. to be able to feel empowered in that way.
0: And that's so important because to think we're enough, I mean, just think, those. that's, that's
1: mm-hmm. a very
0: short phrase. But if you think you are enough, that's a huge step that mm-hmm. I think a lot of us don't get to or don't get back to. And as you said, return to center. You know, what is center? What is balance? You know, those are the big questions of today. And I think mm-hmm. what you're talking about is becoming the awareness of those things. Amanda, I want to make sure that our listeners know where to find out more information about you. Can you please share your website?
1: Sure. It's um inspire dot So www.inspirenaturaltherapies.com.au. dot com dot AU.
0: So dot com plus the dot AU for Australia. Yes. For us, That's
3: important. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> and, um, I'll make sure I publish that later on we have just a few minutes are there other spots we did not happen to touch on this is a short hour and I'm just wanting to make sure that you can get out the messages that you feel are most important
1: no I think um I think I shared um sort of the main things that that really in- inspire me and I I do hope that you know it'll inspire some women to really give give yourself permission to put yourself first and trust that that is going to flow out into the people around you. Um, everybody wins when you look after you. I think that's probably... That is such a message. valuable
0: statement. Everyone wins when you realize that you help you. Thank you for joining us today, Amanda, and sharing your expertise and wisdom. We really appreciate you coming on today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been really lovely. It's a pleasure.
0: Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com.